I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to Nothing Impossible on News Radio 1120, KMOX. Welcome in, not just to Nothing Impossible this week, but to Venture Cafe here in the Cortex Innovation District. Michael Calhoun with you. And Travis Sheridan. The uh, I run Venture Cafe globally, and w- welcome to my home. <laughs> we're, we're here in the At 4240 building, second floor, CIC space. We'll get into the details on Venture Cafe and maybe even a little bit of how the St. Louis edition compares to some of the others, Miami, for instance, coming up a little bit later on the program. But for people who have not come down to Venture Cafe on a Thursday, is this still the largest gathering that we, we know of, at least, of uh, innovators in a single space on a regular weekly basis in the country? It is. I mean, uh, in the world, I think. But we, yeah, I mean, you think about 500 people. That's a lot of people coming together on a weekly basis, all focused on innovation and entrepreneurship. Uh, the largest gathering is right here in St. Louis. People come here to make serendipitous collisions, run into people, make friends, make potential business associates. But then they also, in each of these rooms, there are are seminars? Is that the best way to describe it? Or lectures, workshops? Workshops, roundtable discussions. Sometimes it's an entrepreneur presenting a problem and having a group of people help solve it. Other times it might be a a startup CEO and a corporate CEO, you know, sharing best practices on what they're doing. Or it could be something odd like, uh, you know, how do you hack the sex trafficking industry to make it go away? Hack. People hear that word, especially in the context of like hacking Ikea furniture, and I think some people scratch their heads. Yeah, how do you break it? How do you fix it? How do you do make it something different? And in, like in the case of sex trafficking, how do you intervene so it goes away? Yeah, so we're going to talk with, again, uh, somebody who's experienced Venture Cafe elsewhere, a creative executive here in town, and talk about that industry as well. And then we'll talk with uh, somebody from I-10 and 1 Million Cups. One million cups. I believe that refers to coffee. That's a lot of caffeine. It, it is coffee. It's not beer. Uh, but yes, it's one of these uh, other... Beer is re- what they do at Venture Cafe. Right. Beer at Venture Cafe. Uh, one million cups has coffee. But it's another one of these resources that are available to the community. And I think the thing that I love about doing this show with you, Michael, is we get to introduce our listeners to resources that are available to them, most of the time at free and no cost. Yeah, this is... Shark Tank is the example that's easy to go back to, to, to for people to relate to. But uh, if you have a startup or an idea, something you've come up with, you go to One Million Cups and you present it, not to uh, try to woo an investor. The stakes are not high like that. It's one of those, uh, I don't, you know, there's no stupid question, right? I, I think it's, it's a way for you to ask the stupid questions, right? There are no stupid questions, but if there are, ask them there. And get feedback from other people that have walked in those shoes. So we're going to talk about One Million Cups. We'll talk about some of the resources. But we're going to kick it off with Michael Johnson, who is a creative director with uh, Slam Agency. He went down from St. Louis down to Miami. They're expanding and checked out Venture Cafe down there. Michael and Travis with you from Venture Cafe St. Louis. We'll talk with Michael and Melissa coming up next on KMOX. Now, back to Nothing Impossible on KMOX. 
Welcome back to Nothing Impossible. We are on location at uh, Venture Cafe. I feel like we're usually in your like neck of the woods. Now we're like on my turf. Here in the Cortex Innovation District. And speaking of Venture Cafe, do people do a lot of people realize at this point that this is kind of the global hub for Venture Cafe at this point? Well, if they're listening to the show, hopefully they understand. Yeah, we uh, you know I got to run Venture Cafe here in St. Louis, and now we're expanding it to new markets. We're already in cities like Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Rotterdam, Netherlands, Miami, Florida, and that is the segue to our guest, uh, Michael Johnson, who is the chief creative and co-founder of Slam Agency. Michael, thanks for joining us. You are a loyal Venture Cafe St. Louisan, but you recently took a little trek down to Miami, right? Yeah, um, we we took a trek down to Miami, and we uh, got to visit the CIC and the Venture Cafe down in Miami, and uh, we had a great time down there. Yeah, what do you do when you uh, when you compare Venture Cafe St. Louis, Venture Cafe Miami? Are there Travis? You might have some insight into this too. Is there a different approach depending on the market, depending on the uh, the people, the expertise in that market? Let's ask a user. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, from what I understand, St. Louis is one of the largest venture cafes. I think you can probably confirm that for me. Um, <laughs> And I think one of the things that St. Louis has going for it is a big innovation community, a lot of entrepreneurship, and a lot of investment in the community to, um, to really grow what's happening here. And when we went down to Miami, uh, we felt like a similar vibe. Um, the culture's a little bit different. I, I felt like we had a much more international-type culture down there, and a lot of people going to Miami because they felt like they should be there. I, I had multiple conversations with people that lived overseas somewhere and they felt like they should move their whole family to Miami because that's where things are happening. Um, But I get the same kind of friendly community vibe down there that I I get up here when I'm here. So, Is it a Thursday gathering, Travis, in every city? Is it at least the same format as we know here in St. Louis? Yeah, every city it's a Thursday. One of the differences is in Miami they start a little bit later uh, because it is the Miami culture to start. So they go from 4 to 9 instead of 3 to 8. But yeah, it's essentially the same. Smart people coming together to interact and uh, connect. Now, Michael, before we jump into this too far, though, tell us a little bit about Slam Agency and what you guys do. Yeah, Slam is a, a content marketing agency. We also do social media and and paid advertisement online. And uh, really, we create content that helps brands realize and reach their highest potential, uh, specifically online, but but also in some traditional methods. I forgot what you asked me. And, and talk about how that gets you into the startup community in St. Louis, and how you know you're you're comparing Miami and St. Louis. How did you become familiar with the tech and startup scene here? Yeah, I I think. Um, People are always looking for a way to tell their story so that they can grow whatever endeavor they're in. And uh, we were kind of in the same boat when we started. So Slam's only a couple years old. And somebody said, hey, you need to go to Venture Cafe because you can network with people and you can meet people that are going to... You can just make connections that are going to help you. And and really, that's how we discovered Venture Cafe. And we've been big fans of it ever since. How do you describe, Travis, for somebody who has not experienced this, Venture Cafe, whether it's the the seminars or the serendipitous collisions? Or, you know, how do you wrap Venture Cafe up in a bow and, and describe it to people? Well, thankfully, I have, like, a lot of experience, like, telling this story over and over. But really, it's, it's an opportunity for community to be created. So if people are interested in innovation, uh, whether it's tech or education, 
education innovation or nonprofit innovation, they all come together. And on Thursdays, between 3 o'clock and 8 o'clock, uh, or 4 and 9 in Miami, but between 3 and 8 generally, uh, there are breakout sessions and workshops. There was a really interesting session uh, this last Thursday in St. Louis on sex, space, love, and babies. Talking about if we're going to expand into an intergalactic world, what does that mean for reproduction? Uh, you know, I guess you got to be more innovative uh, if you're uh, making love in space. We got to get more Tesla Roadsters in orbit for some romantic rides around the uh, Earth, right? That's right. Nice way to see the sunset. But you know, outside of that, there are conversations around you know how to raise capital for your startup, how to hire or fire a co-founder, those types of things. But we we try to make sure that it's always creative. And and Slam Agency has been a great partner with Venture Cafe in that they've helped in that storytelling. We've we've used the services for storytelling. Uh, but Michael, this is on the Johnson side not the Calhoun side. Now, what are some ways that innovation really drives your industry? Because I would imagine the advertising, marketing world, storytelling world has really been impacted by technology and innovation. Yeah, um, uh, I think we're in an interesting time because the, the big concepts of storytelling have been the same for all time. So people really gravitate towards a certain kind of formula for a story. But I think what innovation has created is a great opportunity where people can get into and send out their stories at a much lower cost to a much more targeted audience than they have been ever before. So it's really opened the doors to businesses, people, um, just endeavors of all sizes to really, if they know where to go, to have a great opportunity. I, I think I think the opportunity is wide open, more open than it has ever been for people. What have you seen as the emerging industries, you know, the, the new companies that are coming to you for help, what are their expertises? What are their industries? Um, our, so the industries that come, to, that come to us vary. A lot of them are kind of service-oriented or, man, service-oriented or, but I think the real commonality is they're looking for a way to tell their story in a way that connects positively with people. So a lot of, a lot of people that come to us, they want a positive association with their brand. So, and that kind of transcends specific industries. You know, I always think about it like back to back in the good old days when I was a kid, like there were three TV channels and then like fourth with, with Fox. There were, you know, a few radio stations. There was one local newspaper. And like that was it. Like the, it was pretty easy to get your message to a targeted audience. And now I would imagine with social media, the internet, it's much more cluttered. Uh, but you mentioned that you can uh, be more targeted maybe for less money or more strategic. Talk about how, you know, the the analytics, the knowledge that goes into uh, these technologies have allowed you to be much more focused in the approach of storytelling. Yeah. Um, so with a lot of the digital options you have online, so, I'm, so I'll, I'll use Facebook as an example, your targeting can go way beyond um, geographic or demographic. So it used to be that was the very the very simple way we targeted people. Now you can go into like their interests, their attitudes, their behaviors, like predictability of what you think they're going to do. Like are they, is someone likely to move or is someone likely to do this very specific thing or shop at this store? All that's built into a lot of the online advertising platforms. So you can get incredibly specific and only spend money on the people that are interested in whatever it is you have to offer. Big data is the future, isn't it? Oh, big, I mean, the data has, the thing is the data have always been there, but now we're like finally realizing how to use it. Uh, and I think that that, you know, we're moving from like big data to business intelligence and like making very knowledgeable decisions based on, based on data. As we just heard from the Israeli startup doing health stuff at BJC, we've had the data for a long time. It's also having the computing power and just thinking of the applications on how to crunch it and what to look for and that sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, the... Uh, 
how we're using it is very different now, and it's allowing us to you know move the needle in businesses that we haven't been able to move. You know, speaking of like demographic, geographic, I would imagine the demographics between St. Louis and and Miami are quite different. Like it's a different market. What is it? What's drawing you to the expansion down there for Slam Agency? Yeah, I, I think what's drawing us to that expansion is, um, from, from what I understand and from what I've seen while I was down there, is that Miami really is kind of the gateway and kind of like the capital into the Latin world. And um, where, where St. Louis is St. Louis is very much African-American and white, um, we have diversity here, but it's not as broad as what Miami is. And, um, you know, I, I think there's, there's an opportunity to reach much more than like the United States. Um, like I said earlier, I met a lot of people from countries all over the world that were moving their businesses, their operations to Miami because they just had the opportunity to reach a much larger group of people. So many of the uh, Puerto Rican startups who've been displaced and and just residents from Puerto Rico have gone to Florida and to Miami. Well, it, it, uh, somebody used the analogy that Florida is, or Miami is to Latin America as Hong Kong is to Asia. Right, it is the it really is the gateway, and when there are no territorial disputes over Miami, though probably not. But you know, and when there are adverse things happening in the either the economy or the environment, whether it be floods or strife, uh, Miami is a nice refuge for those that need to seek shelter. And so it, I mean, it's close to uh, it, it's close. It's a common culture. Uh, it's a lot easier to get to Miami than it is to get all the way up to St. Louis. So it is a port of entry for a lot of people. Where did Miami fall in the venture cafe expansion? I, I feel like I remember you going to. Amsterdam pretty early um, and to North Carolina pretty early but where did Miami fall? Miami was the fourth city so it went Cambridge, St. Louis, Rotterdam Miami and then uh, Winston-Salem North Carolina and you know next month it'll be Tokyo so it'll be really cool to you know finally have an Asian uh, city that's part of the Venture Cafe community. Yeah you've been globe globe hopping haven't you? Opening all these new Venture Cafes across the world. I have. I was actually at uh, Bilbao, Spain and Dublin, Ireland both last week. Uh, What I love about this opportunity, and Michael could probably reference this as he's visited multiple cities now, is there are a lot of similarities and there are a lot of differences. I mean, the things that we're trying to solve for in St. Louis actually have application outside of St. Louis. And the things, the solutions that are coming, that we're seeing in, whether it be addressing a technology challenge or a social ill, uh, the things that are being solved in Miami have application elsewhere. Did you see that there are some like similarities and differences? Yeah, if, if I look at the way that things have gone, particularly in this section of the city of St. Louis, um, a lot of investment in this area, it looks like the same sort of things are happening in Miami, um, but a couple years behind what St. Louis has done. So I, I saw a lot of similarities as I was down there. I mean, St. Louis has really done a lot as it relates to building out its innovation ecosystem. And the Brookings Institute, several other organizations have looked at St. Louis, examined it, seen it as a exemplar in, in this sort of industry. Uh, but, I mean, that's not to say we've gotten everything right. The other reason people look at it, St. Louis is because we have a lot of problems. And they're like, look, if you all can start making some solutions, we need those too. So it's, uh, it's on both sides of the coin. Yeah. Well, where can people get more info on Slam Agency? And uh, and also the Venture Cafe expansions. I'll ask both of you. Yeah, you can visit our website at slamagency.com or hit us up on social. If we're not Slam Agency, where we are Slam on whatever network you're on. So 
Awesome. Michael Johnson, thank you so much. Travis, is it VentureCafe? What is the website? Yeah, so it's uh, VentureCafeGlobal.org. So uh, VentureCafeGlobal. We are, uh, it's, it's, you get to follow along on some of these expansions. So it's always fun to come on, the, you know, to do this show too because we get to talk about it on a, on a weekly basis. Sure, and if you hear a substitute host or a best of on the air, it's probably because Travis is in the air going somewhere. Yeah, it's probably true, but it's good to be back home this week. And uh, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to find more folks around... Uh, Venture Cafe that are doing cool things and chat with them. We'll be right back on KMOX. Now, back to Nothing Impossible on KMOX. On location at Venture Cafe, we're recording on a Thursday in St. Louis, talking innovation. Yeah, it's, uh, it's so much fun to do it. We've never, I don't think we've really done the show. We've, we've done some interviews out here, but never really just jumping in to do the whole show from here. And, you know, what I love about Venture Cafe, again, biased because this is a thing that I do professionally, uh, is it really creates this pipeline for people to enter into the startup community. Uh, some people say startup ecosystem, but really if we think about this community, and there's really no better community partner uh, from a person or an organization than Melissa Grizzle, who is uh, with I-10, which, and she is the Director of Entrepreneur Development, correct? Yes. Um, we're a number of different hats. I'm also on the board of Missouri Venture Forum and the lead organizer for the Women in Cups um, in, that happens in St. Louis. It's a Kauffman Foundation program that we've had for five years here. So, has yeah, it, a lot of been, different... Has it been five years already? actually five years this month. Oh, wow. Is our fifth, our fifth birthday anniversary. Yeah. Um, we were sitting number four, three or four, there's an argument as to where we are in the in the line, but now they have over 160 cities, I think, and um, are trying to get 500 or some ridiculous number, but, um, I, but yeah. I, I can relate to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so I, I want to ask you, so we... Uh well, well, first off, what is One Million yeah, Cups? Introduce yeah, us to that. Yeah, yeah. so One Million Cups is a, is a program that um, is a Kauffman Foundation program. So Kauffman Foundation is a foundation that is located in Kansas City but supports entrepreneurship across the country and um, started there in 2012 and as actually a way for the Kauffman Foundation to get to know the Kansas City entrepreneurs, bring them in, have them you know, introduce their company to the Kauffman Foundation employees and ask the big question, what can the community do to help you? And um, when one of their employees decided to move back home to Fort Worth, he was like, can I take this one million cups thing to Fort Worth? And they're like, well, I don't know. I think we can make it scalable. Let's try this. Let's practice you know, like practice what we preach. And, um, and, and so it's grown from there. But um, each city um, is organized by a volunteer group. Um, so we have, like, I'm on the team, Ricky Henry from CET, um, Joe Mueller from, he just is one of those people that is in everything, you know, so one of those great community partners um, and it's all volunteer run in each of the cities so we we hold it every Wednesday morning um, that's actually a requirement you have to have it on Wednesday morning um, and it's down at T-Rex we were at the nine network for a number of years when we first started and about a year and a half we've been at T-Rex so um, it's been a great um, opportunity for entrepreneurs to come in a pretty non-threatening environment you know they they have seven minutes to tell the introduce themselves the problem that their company is solving and 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 at, and ask the community for help and say this is I could really use beta testers or I really need digital marketing advice or whatever it is um, and then have about 15-20 minutes of Q&A and we drink lots of coffee that's where the one million cups is a is a you know quote about great things happening around million cups of coffee um, so yeah so that you know that's been a um, 
I think, a great opportunity for people to enter the ecosystem either as a presenter or as an attendee. They're like, I, I kind of want to just start small. I, I kind of say, come to Women in Cups. So there's like 20 to 30 of us, and we're just drinking coffee. And then you can come to Venture Cafe and deal with 400 and, and beer. And beer. <laughs> you know, so like work your way into the into the process. But, um, but uh, you know, Travis had, had mentioned you know, running into people, you know, I think he's coined the serendipitous collisions phrase. And that is that is, a registered trademark? Yeah, uh, not by me. I, I can't, I don't get any uh, royalties on it. You do in the St. Louis area, though. I think, right, like, you're go. definitely yeah. Yeah. associated with Travis. But, <laughs> but you know, I think it was running into to Ned Lips, who's on also on Missouri Venture Forum um, board, but he is specifically focused on getting the companies ready to do what they call a two-minute um, forum, you know, where they give a startup at the end of the of the breakfast speaker an opportunity to to introduce their company to the Missouri Venture Forum. So he was like, you know, you guys, are, you know, do seven minutes of one million cups, and we do it. We have this two-minute program, and we're both trying to get good companies in the pipeline. How can we work together? And and um, so that's been, you know, but it was running in, you know, like I'm gonna, you know, you run into each other here at Venture Cafe, and you're like. You know, you can accomplish so many things because we're all kind of like here together in one evening. I, I want to ask, so I mean, for our listeners, they, they are probably familiar with things like Shark Tank, right? They're watching these shows, mm-hmm. see Mark Cuban saying, I'm going to give you this much money. Like, like right, so t- talk to our listeners about what this pitch is like. When, when a startup gets up there nervous about their product or their service, uh, what is it like for them to make a presentation, seven minutes or two minutes? Right, so, um, so One Million Cups is, we are... Probably, I think the the most um, relaxed group. You know, it's not it's not a Shark Tank sort of intense environment. It's, Despite it's, the caffeine, right? Right, exactly. Well, it's, you know, we've only had maybe a cup or two by then. You know, it's nine in the morning. It's not like, but um, you know, I think everybody wants to be helpful and to. You know, so we ask. You know, people ask good questions, and and every time, I you know, as in my I ten hat, that's one of the things when we onboard new companies every month that we say, you know, as soon as you have a product, because we get people all across the board in their stage. So sometimes people are a little too early; they just have an idea and they're sort of meeting with our mentors and crunching on that for a while. But once you have a product, get you know, sign up to present it. At, you know, something that the people can really get their teeth around and sort of give you feedback on. Get in the queue to present at One MC. Put yourself out there. We're not gonna tear you apart. We're going to give you things to think about um, and and we're going to, you know, connect you to people that, you know, like, oh, I, you really should talk to this person. They're in this your same industry or or, you know, we're going to give you things to think about and it's okay to say, hmm, yeah, I hadn't even really thought about that. We don't expect it to be really crisp and polished and, and you know, really slick at that point. But I think, you know, and you have like I said, you have about seven minutes. Um, with MVF, MVF, the Missouri Venture Forum one is very much like, it is your two-minute elevator pitch. It's like, this is who we are, and this is, you know, we're da 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 and What's at stake with Missouri Venture Forum? So, um, you know, so Missouri Venture Forum is Pride. the... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the, you know, it's the oldest um, organization supporting entrepreneurs in St. Louis, really. It's been around since 84. <clears throat> and, um, and it had, you know, so it's, a, it's one of the 
few, I think, places where it still has a lot of the business, the broader business community. Um, it's, it's, I think, a way to connect to some of the deeper pockets in the St. Louis community and um, the deeper networks into those, you know, their service providers that startups need, angel investors that they need. Um, they have a monthly, we have a monthly breakfast um, that that's where these two-minute pitches start so it's like we have a main speaker and then after the main speaker two companies who have also had tables throughout the morning and able to talk a little bit more casually about their you know have the opportunity to to do their two minute this is how why we're fabulous and those are slightly I think more developed companies than than everybody that would that would present at one million cups but I think adding house of genius to like I said we just have started that conversation that's a different a different uh player in that it should be interesting as well so, so there I mean there are a lot of resources for for people that have an idea mm-hmm. uh, i10 being one of them on a, on the tech side that mm-hmm. that want to move their idea forward right. but uh, I think one of the things that so many people so many startups and entrepreneurs fear is like sharing their idea right they yeah. want to hold it as a secret because somebody's going to steal it but the beauty of a program like one million cups is that it normalizes maybe some of the anxieties people have yep. and actually gets them talking about their idea so they can get get be a sounding board to the greater community, right? Absolutely. You know, and I think that and, you know, in our program within I-10, with, you know, we have about 60 volunteer mentors that are fabulous that, you know, when you've onboarded with I-10, you can get access to our database of mentors and search for ones that are helpful to you. But, but whether it's One Million Cups or it's coming to Venture Cafe and just talking about what you're working on, you know, I just encourage people to... to okay. Nobody... Most of the time, when you have a fabulous idea, somebody has had that idea before. Don't think that you're, you know, like, but it's all about execution. So, you know, don't quit fearing, you know, talking about what you're doing. That's that's how you validate it. That's a definite huge piece of the validation of it, especially if you're in a consumer, a B2C business model. You know, get out in front of people and go, would you pay money for this? Not would you download it once right. and use yeah. it occasionally or, you know, but would you do, you know, start having those conversations and talking about it because that's the way you're going to actually, you know, people struggle to find their product market fit sometimes because they just don't have the right conversations early enough to be able to address what the real pain is or whatever. So So would you say One Million Cups is the place to go if you want to be like the first to know about the latest hot startup or the latest invention that someone's had? I mean, besides That's the show. place to go? Besides our show. Absolutely. Yeah. Sundays at noon, right? <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah, so um, I definitely you know, think that that um, that it def- it has. We've had a really great pipeline of companies. A lot of one of the things about One MC is it's industry agnostic. So you know, whereas like I10 is a tech for tech product companies. Um, you know, we have we have great we have great product um, name. You know, organizations that focus on other products. We have fashion. We have you know the, in the St. Louis community and One Million Cups. You can be, and you can be a nonprofit as well. It's not just for profit. So if you're a nonprofit startup, you can present at One MC. Um, if you're in any industry, basically the target is less than five years old, and that you're more than you're beyond idea stage. So it's not like an idea bounce thing to quote a WashU program yeah. that exists. You know, so like a startup weekend where you're starting right, from scratch. Exactly. It's sort of like 
this is who we because you kind of need to have some meats for people to be able to go so what have you thought about what is your go-to-market strategy or what is your long-term thing or what do you are you going to do when you get that initial seed you know the, the next round of funding you know and so yeah I think that it's a it's a it's a great um, and it's also draws people from the business community from the corporate community so it's not just startups talking to each other um, so you know it's a it's a wide variety of people and um, and companies so if, uh, if if a person is sitting at home right now and they've been working on this idea they want to finally get up that courage to present it to somebody. Where can they learn more about uh, this program, One Million Cups? Sure. Um, OneMillionCups.com slash St. Louis. Um, or you can look at uh, you know hundreds of cities throughout the country. In fact, we get people, there are people that will just travel One Million Cups and present in all these different cities. And we, you know, we get a handful of companies um, every year that are from other cities. Um, but you can go there, you can, and there are videos from past presenters, so it's, I always say, you know, if you signed up to present, you need to show up, but it's also good to watch some videos and just sort of get an idea of the kinds of questions that are asked and the structure. Of the, but we, we're real casual on the fifth floor T-Rex in the bar area, and we do we do the presentation over the fake fireplace, so you got the fireplace going, and it's over the TV, and it's just like casual, and we're drinking our coffee, and you know, so it's not a scary place, and I think doing things like that and then that that's sort of building that pipeline of I got that feedback I can you know iterate from there on my, my presentation and and then if you know if you're a tech company finding i10 and our programs and that can get you into our investor readiness pro you know process which ends with mock angels and that's a different kind of funding pitch that is a more I'm raising money and this is my off this is the ask and that sort of thing when one million cups is not that it's people that's it's very much what can the community do to help me it's not I'm raising money I need money um, so it's not a funding pitch but um, yeah it's it's a good cool place to get feedback but not be too intimidated let's take a break we'll come back with more from venture cafe on location michael and travis nothing impossible on kmox now back to nothing impossible on kingdom ox travis sheridan michael calhoun and joined by melissa grizzle the director of entrepreneurial developments <laughs> all right for i10 uh, this last segment we talked a lot about some of the resources that are available uh, other hats that you wear in the community working with one million cups where people can grab a cup of coffee listen to a pitch from an, a, a startup or maybe give a pitch as a startup uh, the resources from missouri venture forum uh, which is a little bit more refined but still a community that's there to help you and but your day job the job that like of all the hats that you wear right. is with i10 uh, used to be known as the it develop uh, entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs network, network yes. yes i like i10 much easier yeah uh, nobody knows what it means yeah yeah it flows off the tongue better so since nobody knows what it means tell our listeners a little bit about i10 and its role in the community absolutely so um i10 is about to celebrate our 10th anniversary so we we started on April Fool's Day in 2008, so whatever that you know. So April 1st, and so it will we will be 10 years old. And if you um, look at a map of the tech ecosystem back then, there were we were pretty close to the only dot on it. You know, we started actually doing an ecosystem map in 2012, and it had 29 little nodes on it, and the one we did last year had 69. So there's been a lot of growth in the 10 years that we've been doing um, what we're doing. So we're a nonprofit that works with tech startups, and we have 
um, I think I mentioned earlier, a mentoring, you know, a group of mentors that are that um, our company, our member companies have access to. We also just recent, recently launched a beta of um, four different modules um, around sales, marketing, operations, and lean product development that help our companies um, move from, we've always done a lot of work with the business model canvas and, and a business that using that tool. And then we've had, our oldest program is a, a, a program called Mock Angels, which gets people ready from a pitch perspective and a due diligence perspective to ask for other people's money, sophisticated investors' money, not just their grandmother's money. And um, <laughs> Grandma could be yeah, a sophisticated yeah. investor. Yeah, uh, come on, yeah. But, uh, yeah, she could be. Mark but, Cuban's grandma might be a sophisticated investor. <laughs> giving him way too much airtime, Mark yeah. Cuban. She's going to wind up on Shark Tank when he's sick or something. Yeah, right. yeah. So we have, tonight we had in our main event, um, our corporate innovation partners were featured um, in a panel talking about how they do corporate innovation internally and how startups, what startups need to know about engaging with them. And so that's one of our newest endeavors. You know, we, we really want to help, you know, shorten the timeline to these connections to help navigate the, to the right person in a corporation to help corporations understand how to do lean innovation and like how to engage effectively with startups and and play whatever role we can to to move that process along um, we had our first um, uh, CIP the corporate innovation program forum last week we held at filament which is another great meeting space startup that we we love um, having events that we had that event there and they got to come together with each other and to watch the corporations you know these innovation folks who sometimes feel very lonely in their own organizations because there's not a lot of them to get together and to share best practices and to have you know that's another piece of, of our corporate innovation program. I want to interrupt you one second because I think for our listeners you know we talk a lot about startups on the show uh, and I think that they probably don't understand that our corporations that are in our own backyard also have innovation needs and yeah. so talk a little bit more more about why I10 got involved with not just working with startups, but also engaging the corporations. And what are some of the corporations in St. Louis? We've got a lot of consumer companies here that people would recognize and what they're doing. Well, our our current, um, the ones that are partners with us in our CIP are Monsanto, Enterprise Holdings, um, Mercy, and RGAX, so the innovation arm of the Reinsurance Group of America. And they are actually innovation leaders, you know, in our in our large corporations um, in the in the community and and so to hear from them and sort of their best practices, the things they've figured out how you know how to how to make things happen in large corporations. You know, but we're also looking to grow that program um, throughout the year and, and also looking at companies that maybe aren't the Fortune 500, 100, 1,000 even, you know, but ones that are still large enough that they can engage in, and sometimes are even more nimble to be able to engage with the startups faster than the larger corporations. So um, one thing that's been great is, is so many of our large corporations aren't actual um, competitors with each other in their industries. They're very different industries, and so they don't have any problems getting together and sharing best practices and ideas because they don't really feel like they need to compete with, you know, the Mercy versus RGA versus Monsanto or whatever. So that's, that's what we hear about 
innovation communities like Cortex and CIC. We heard that from A.B. Mori when we talked to them about why they wanted to be in this community as opposed to an office park somewhere. And the information exchange even between the yeast maker, A.B. Mori, and Boeing right. here. Right. Yeah. They managed to find ways to collaborate their employees, you know, crossing paths in the same building. Yeah, no, I think that that, that is really key to all of the innovation spaces having um, both corporate presence and, and the startup presence and having those those environments that really facilitate that kind of collaboration. So I think this is just, you know, we're trying to be augmentative to that effort. And, um, you know, I think our um, we have a fairly new executive director, Mary Louise Helbig, who's joined last um, the end of the summer last year. And she's been, he really infused us with a lot of energy, both around the CIP and around these new modules and our new curriculum and really figuring out what, what, um, what people need and delivering those, you know, one thing I think I tend to do a really good job of is, is staying, always checking in with our entrepreneurs. What are we doing well? What do you need more of? What, you know, and, and the CIP came out of them saying, you know, I don't think I really want to raise money. I think I want to, like, bootstrap to that first big customer. Is there anything you can do to help make that first big customer more accessible to me? And, and we're like, yeah, I think there is something we can do. And, you know, doing that doing that effort and then you know and now we're, we're also um, starting this year we're, we're trying to be very very um, intentional about connecting our entrepreneurs to each other I mean that's our roots yeah. you know we're entrepreneurs helping entrepreneurs it's our tagline from ever but sometimes as things grow people can feel like there's a lot going on and they don't feel connected to each other and that peer-to-peer learning is so critical so we're you know, going to be doing a series of founder-to-founder events we kicked that off here at Adventure Cafe last month in January and folk, got them in, in the Havana room in three small groups around key areas they really cared about and just watched them like well I can help you oh I did this this you know like in all that stuff so we're that is so key too and just making sure that people are connecting with each other that they're learning from each other, they're not reinventing the wheel. If they can get the information from another founder, well, I, I think uh, as we're as we're wrapping up, I think one of the things I think about when I think about corporates is uh, no corporate wants to be the next blockbuster video, right? That ignores a, a spunky little startup that decides they're going to mail you DVDs and blockbuster saying ah, that'll never work, right? Uh, so I, I'm glad that the corporates are uh, you know wedging, uh, kind of hedging their bets against that by getting engaged in this in the startup community. Melissa, thanks so much for joining us uh, on great. iChance. I'm glad you're doing well. Second Thursday Adventure Cafe. We appreciate it. Yeah, and uh, we'll be back next week with more uh, innovation. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.